John chapter 18, verses 33 to 38. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness of the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? Welcome to The King is Coming, episode 6.1, which is titled Know His Truth and Seek His Face, part 1. What is truth? Know His Truth and Seek His Face, part 1, which is What is Truth? That is a mouthful of a title. Now, this title was a phrase that the Lord gave me after the episode 0 of this podcast series titled Glory of Rapture which is probably the most important episode so far. And uh, you can find it on the website if you haven't listened to it. But after that very powerful, life-changing experience, I started to ask God, what should I do? What, what do you want me to do? How can I partake of this glory? And he gave me the phrase, phrase know his truth and seek his face. I wrote about this in a write-up, uh, I think, two years ago. Uh, those who have read it will know a bit. Now, the world is changing the shakings will continue and they will intensify. As the world shakes, everything that is not of the truth will break down. The only thing that cannot be shaken is truth. In 2 Corinthians 13.8 it says, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. The king is coming to shake up everything. All kingdoms, all things that have been built that are not the truth will begin to fall off and break and be exposed. So to start off, let us be sure we are all speaking from the same perspective. What is truth? This was a question Pilate asked us in the passage we read at the beginning. He asked Jesus, what is truth? Generally, truth is reality. There are many philosophical answers to what the truth is, many definitions. Popular culture has its own way of defining truth as your truth, as an, a subjective perspective. But truth generally for the sake of what we are doing, truth is simply reality. What is real? What is the same? What never changes? In the passage which we read, Pilate struggled with the concept of Jesus being king because in his own reality, a king would have soldiers. A king would have dominion. A king would not be before him naked, brought by priests, and were asking that he be killed. Only a former king could be in such a position. So to him, he was looking at Jesus and he couldn't understand how Jesus could be king. But in reality, we know that Jesus has always been king. Jesus is king. Jesus will forever be king. But at that point, 
Pilate could only see a certain perspective and that perspective or reality was a physical one in which Jesus was naked before him, beaten, bruised. How could he be king? And this is buttressed by 1 Corinthians one twenty three that said, But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. It is foolishness in Pilate's reality to think Jesus was a king in the state he was. And for the Jews, it is unacceptable that their Messiah, who was who was supposed to come and take over everything, would be beaten, subjected to all sorts of indignations, all sorts of terrible things, and because of that, they could not accept him as king. Now, in reality, in the way things really are, Jesus remained king. But there is a difference between what Pilate perceived as reality and what reality is. There's a difference between what is perceived as reality and what reality is. True reality is reliable, is unchanging. It is not subjective. It does not depend on what you think. It is not what we perceive or we do not perceive. It is not what we understand or what we misunderstand. It is simply what things are, independent of how we perceive it. And even our Lord Jesus, knowing that this physical realm is not the only reality and is not the true reality. What he said of him in Isaiah 11.3, His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. So Jesus, when he was a man, did not judge things by what he saw physically. He did not judge things by what he heard, because he knew that was not reality that is unchanging. Yes, our world is a reality. But it is not true reality because it is not unchanging. It is not reliable. To appreciate what this issue of truth is, let's look, go through some uh, an explanation, a narrative, to just get a better concept. Now, we'll discuss, first of all, three different types of realities. Those realities will begin to help us understand what truth and real reality is. Now, out all this, all these realities we are going to go through, each of them has rules, principles that work, laws, they work. It is a, re- it is a reality that is real. It, those rules, they work, things function a certain way, and it is reality. But it is not true reality when it does not pass the reliability test. And this re- reliability test will, we will subject everything to is a test of the fact that it does not change. It remains the same. Because if, for example, the whole world thinks, believes that gravity is a fixed law in this reality that never changes. But we know that Jesus walked. Jesus and spirit beings can break the law of, of, of gravity. So we know that that law is not always consistent. And as the sons of God are revealed in this end of days, they will break, they will bend the laws of gravity and other physical laws. So that anyone who thinks the, only, the, the law of gravity is fixed and permanent will only be disappointed and will be living in a world or in a reality that is not true reality. Because it can be changed. So let's go through those three realities. There are three of them. The first is virtual reality. This virtual reality is something we know in our modern world where we have the internet, we have online games, and people can put on their systems, put on their game game consoles, put on their uh, virtual reality headsets, and go into a different world. They could be playing a, a racing game, they could be there for a long time. It is a reality. It has principles. It has rules. For example, in a virtual reality, you 
the rules of, of, a, of a driving game says that you stay in your car and you keep driving. You cannot break that law. You have to keep driving your car. That is the rule. That is the reality. And, but we know that that is not true reality because it depends on another reality. And in fact, that virtual reality can be changed and altered through a reality behind it called our physical reality. That physical reality is where we live in space and time. It is a programmer that sat down that decided to program virtual reality and put it into the virtual world. You need the internet, you need electricity. And if a gamer should get so absorbed into the virtual world that he forgets the true reality, he will end up still disappointed because at some point, whether he's internet subscription runs out and the game goes off or electricity power runs out and the game goes off so that reality is not real because it fails the reliability test it is not the truth because it fails the reliability test now if the second reality is the physical reality where we exist this was pilot reality that is the reality of space and time things we see it's also the reality of scientists the secular people who think the whole of existence is just what we see feel touch they don't believe in life after death because you can't measure the spirit realm you can't touch it you can't take it into a lab you can't test it so it doesn't exist but we know from 1 Corinthians 2.14 that it says the natural man, that is a man who is fixated on the physical reality, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This verse is telling us that there is another world, there is another reality, that those who exist only in the physical realm, whose only reality is based on this physical realm, have lost access to there's information, there's data coming from another realm. And in fact, that realm undergirds the physical realm. Because of that, whatever information or reality may be coming, they miss it because they do not even know or believe it exists. So we've gone to virtual and physical reality. There's a third reality called spiritual reality that all believers are familiar of. And even those who are not believers but are spiritual people are familiar with. The spiritual reality is the one that undergirds the physical reality. You know, the virtual reality depends on the physical realm where it is programmed, electricity supplied, etc., etc. Likewise, the physical realm also depends on the spiritual realm that provides all of the reality we see in the physical realm. That is why in 2 Corinthians 4.18 it says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So the things we see are temporary. Immediately that word temporary means that the physical realm has failed the reliability test. Because it is temporary. At some point it ends. And then it says everything we see is made from that realm which we cannot see. That's the spirit realm. So it's almost as if the spiritual realm is where the programmers of the physical realm are. To use the virtual reality phrase. The passage we read at the beginning where Pilate was discussing with Jesus. If we cross-reference that discussion, you'll be led to Matthew 27. And in verse 19, Pilate's wife actually had a perspective of the spiritual reality. Because in verse 19 she said, or it says, While he was sitting at the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, Have nothing to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. That woman had a perception, had an awareness of a spiritual reality beyond the physical one. 
so now we've discussed three realities virtual physical and spiritual virtual and physical have failed the reality test before we go further we need to subject the spiritual realm to the reliability test is the spirit realm actually reliable is this where truth is can truth be found in the spirit realm now most of us believers believe that the spirit realm is reality or truth that's where it is but let's examine this is it really where truth is remember that our definition of truth is reality that is you actually have all facts everything laid out before you can you know you see things the way they are if it is true angels and demons uh, sorry fallen angels and demons actually know the truth that means in that spirit realm they they have access to all truth and they are able to see things properly but i ask you a question if this is so what caused satan to go on the suicide mission attempting to unseat god because he said in isaiah 14 14 he said i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will be like the most high if satan could actually was actually aware of the truth that god is the most high that god is not defeatable that is very life the life of the spirit beings is in the hands of god and he could snuff out his life at any time if he was aware that in revelations only one angel will be sent to tie up satan and throw him into the bottomless pit it wasn't a fight it wasn't a struggle when god wanted to he just sent one angel and he tied up satan and threw him away if satan was aware of this why did he go on a suicide mission of attempting to overthrow god see if angels dwell and exist in true reality then the information they have where they live is unchanging they have truth they have access to truth and when we apply that test we'll see some things ephesians 3 8 to 11 says to me who am less than the least of all the saints this grace was given that i should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery let's hold that word mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in god so god there is there are some mysteries that were hidden in god that were unknown who created all things through christ to the intent he hid those things and i'm saying the intent of the of the mysteries and why god hid them in himself is that now in the church age that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord so God kept some mysteries in himself so that the church will unveil it not to other men not to unbelievers but to principalities and powers principalities and powers if you cross-reference them across scriptures are angels and demons and if you doubted that he said in the heavenly places so there were things angels did not know there were things in their realm in their reality that they were unaware of which the church will actually unfurl for them to see in first peter 1 12 it says again to them it was revealed now this place apostle peter was explaining that old prophets received uh, messages from god and they were always wondering why what am i seeing why am i seeing this and he was now explaining why they saw them so to them that is to the prophets to them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the holy spirit sent from heaven things which 
angels desire to look into. Things which angels desire to look into. Again, if you were not clear with the first verse, this second one says it clearly. Angels desire to look into things that God has revealed to prophets for the prophets to unveil to us the church. The prophets did not understand what God was showing them. The Holy Spirit explains it to us. And as we unfurl it and explain it, the angels hear and understand God better. So we see that already the realm that the angels dwell in does not have everything to have unchanging real reality. So we see already that just like the virtual and physical realm, the spiritual is not unchanging and not reliable. Now, I mean, I want to say this with some care. I'm not saying that the spirit world is false, but that as real and powerful as it is, the truth, the facts that are inside the, the, the spirit realm is not truth. It is not unchanging eternal reality. You know, the, the virtual world has in the reality of the virtual world, everything is actually true in that world. Things work in a consistent way, otherwise the game will fail, it will crash. It follows the dictates of the of the program of the programmer's design. Then you come to the physical world, it follows the dictates of the designs of the spirit realm. But when you come to the spirit realm, it also follows some dictates behind it. And if Let's give another scripture to emphasize the issue of reliability. In uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verses 10 to 12, it says, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. So they were manufactured by God. That's the heavens. 11. They will perish, but you remain. They will grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up. They will be changed, but you are the same. And your years will not fail. So we can see that the heavens, which is where the spirit realm is, or we believe the spirit realm is, it will be changed. It will be taken away. Even the spirit realm is not true reality. So the question that should be in our minds, the question of the day is, what is truth or reality? What is truth or reality? The things we assume to be truth, because truth is unchanging. Truth is reliable. In John 1.17, say, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 4.21, he said, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. So truth and grace came by Jesus. Truth is in Jesus. John 14.6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, truth is not an opinion. It's not, it's not a reality. It's not rules. It's not laws. They are not princ- it's not a principle. It is a person whose name is Jesus. Jesus said in that last verse, John 14, 6, He is the way. Jesus is the way to get to true reality. He is that reality. So He calls Himself the truth. And He is the life. He is the sustenance. He's what give life, he gives life to everything we see. Everything is Jesus. Now before I jump into everything being Jesus, let's read Gospel of John chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. So Jesus is the manufacturer of the spirit realm, of our physical realm, of laws of gravity, all the laws we know. 
laws of thermodynamics in the physical world, they were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Even Satan was made by Jesus. In him was life. The very life that all the enemies of Jesus have is his life. And the life was the light of men. All realities, life, facts are parts of Jesus. Jesus was the word before he became incarnate in the womb of Mary. And as he was the word, all material things, chemicals, sand, mountains, all materials in this world are part of him. All materials in the spirit realm, all the things that make up the angels, the spirit realm, make up all of them are part of his body. Think of our whole galaxy as maybe a cell on the body of Jesus. I mean, that's a crude way to imagine it, but it gives you the concept that all of us are consisted in him. The Bible says in Colossians 1, 16 to 17, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Invisible also includes the spirit realm. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities and powers. Principalities and powers are angels and demons. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things consist. Everything is in Jesus. The Bible says that he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Even those who are not believers, the enemies of God, even the chief enemy, Satan, everything from him comes from Jesus. Now, all the other realities are not true reality because they will be taken away. The word is the only reality that will not change. Jesus is the only thing that is truth. That is why one of his names and title is the truth. You know, for, for us to grasp this thing better, because if you look at all the laws of Moses, all the unveiling of truth of God, stage by stage, you will see that at a point, it looks as if those one area is passed away. There was a time God was dealing with man through conscience. There was no law. After that, he moved to the law. He gave them the law of Moses. Then he came and gave them the the uh, the, the dispensation of grace came. And there are other, great, other dispensations dealing with different areas. But all of these things are shadows of Jesus. There are Pharisees and Sadducees that will die based on the fact that they know that the Sabbath must be obeyed. And in the days of Moses, they would stone, they stoned the man to death who broke the law of the Sabbath by picking up firewood on the Sabbath day. But when Jesus came, it was like he threw away the Sabbath because he was the fulfillment of the Sabbath. He was the reality behind the law of the Sabbath. The same manner, the law of Moses was taken away because the reality behind the law of Moses is Jesus. And all the spiritual principles that we learn in church right now, behind them is the true reality called Jesus. Now, why is it important we know and understand this issue about Jesus being the truth? Because I, I believe a lot of us already know that Jesus bears the title of the truth. But there's an appreciation we must have that will motivate our actions in these last days. Now, 
what are the consequences of knowing the truth beyond knowledge? And I say that because there is a knowledge of knowing that Jesus is truth, which is a uh, mental ascent of knowing him. But there is a knowledge that passes knowledge, which is referred to in Ephesians 3.19. He said that you may know the love of God that passes knowledge. There is a knowing of a love of God that is experiential, which goes from a mental ascent into our bodies as an experience. And you know it just like a man can drive from his office to his house without even thinking about it it has become chemical memory he does it without it's a it's a norm there's a knowledge that passes knowledge that becomes part of who we are we must know that jesus is the truth and the only way we can do that is by knowing him as a person the truth is a person as we enter this end of days as the shakings have started and as the world is turned upside down as the world is being shaken like a tree so that everything that is not firmly attached to the tree begins to fall off there will be all sorts of deception all sorts of lies that the enemy will be spewing out and he tells us in second thessalonians 2 9 to 10 that the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of satan with all power signs and lying wonders lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth if we are not grounded in the truth with the shaking will shake everything and life will be miserable some people will die because their life is not built on the truth and even if they survive that tr- they survive the shaking because they never receive the love of the truth who is a person they will fall prey to deception he said among those who perish because they perish because they did not receive the love of the truth now in these days are the days to build their lives on the truth who is a person not build your lives on truth based on principles or or uh, ideas or laws but on the person who is the truth in these days god is setting up his kingdom we see in revelation 10 7 said but in the days of the sounding of a seventh angel when he is about to sound the mystery of god will be finished all these mysteries i've been mentioning in earlier passages god will unveil himself until we come into the reality into the true reality of the truth by knowing jesus completely jesus is the truth every other thing is an outworking of jesus to the level we are in the law of moses is true for the time of moses is true at the level moses is just like the programmer programs reality into the virtual reality which we discussed things are true on that level the laws of that reality are true on that level because man was in a fallen state the reality of the law of moses was good for that reality but as time is going on god is unveiling more of himself and as he unveils more of himself the standard of truth goes up because we are coming closer and closer to reality and before the end comes before jesus comes the mystery of god will be finished god will unveil himself for him to for us to see and only those who know him as a as the truth will be able to identify and accept this truth because as that is going on the enemy will also be pouring out deception in a way we've never seen if your place for getting news and truth is the news uh, is through news media you will easily be deceived 
because he said jesus did not judge by the sight of his eyes he did not judge by the hearing of his ears you will hear things you will see things things will look a certain way but we must find what the master says we must know what the master says if you do not know the master as a person if you do not have intimacy with him you will miss what the truth is we can look at this and compare this to when a man is married to his wife his wife is the only one that should know him intimately but when he goes to work he can he, he may have a certain way of working for example when his workers know him as a very calm person then one day he goes home and he finds out his rent is due and he comes back the next day and he's working harder than before he's pushing people to achieve more because he needs more money the workers may say this man has changed he's not as loving as he used to be he's not as calm as he used to be but his wife who knows the man's true heart knows that he's motivated by something going on at home and he's acting it out on the level of work the workers only see a certain aspect of him the law of Moses only shows a certain aspect of God. Some people see God as an old man with a beard ready to zap anybody to death or bring fire down from heaven to burn anybody who sins because of the laws of Moses. But God revealed himself to that in that level because of the fallen state of man that was at risk of self-destruction. But as God has unveiled more, we find out who he truly is. The, 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 the Pharisees missed Jesus because they did not know the person behind the person behind, behind the law. They only knew the laws, the principles. Just as in our own realm right now, as the, the faith message has gone out, people know God as the one who will provide for them. They know God as the one who will do good things for them. The faith preachers have made us see things in a perspective of God will bless us, God will bless us. But I know and the Lord has shown me that the time of the martyrs has, has come. That there are some, that their road to glory is martyrdom. They will be killed for Christ. And if those people do not know the voice of their master when he tells them like Stephen when they know when they find out maybe through visions or dreams that their their destiny is to lay down their lives for Jesus they will say get thee behind me Satan it no that's not I will live to be a hundred years according to this it is not the laws it is not the principles it is not the vision it is the person we must know we must know the person just like the wife knows her husband so that when the husband comes out and canes a child who has disobeyed and disciplines that child and the child looks at the father like my father is wicked the father and the, the wife knows that inside the bedroom, my husband weeps as he, as he disciplines the child because he, he doesn't want to discipline the child. But the love in him motivates him. The child doesn't see the core motivation of the, of, of the father. But at the level of disobedience the child is, that love brings forth discipline to deal with that issue all because of love. If you do not know Jesus as a person... If you live only by the, the, the rulings of the head of your church, if you live only by dreams, visions, and so many other things that we think are truth, you will miss the truth. You will be deceived in the great deception that is coming. Darkness is coming because the king is coming. And if we do not rise up and stand against this, we will be lost in what is ahead. When Rahab met the spies, she invited them in. She gave them food. She protected them from her people. Wasn't she a traitor to her people? If this was done in any land, Rahab should be killed. But in 11, uh, Hebrews 11.35, we see the name of Rahab listed. She became, she entered the hall of fame, of faith. This was a prostitute who was a traitor and betrayer of her people. Our neighbors were betrayed because of her. All of them were destroyed and killed. But because her perspective, she lined up with the truth of God. She lined up with the agenda of God. She entered the hall of fame, of faith, and became one of those 
who Jesus descended through. Again, if you look at the story of Joshua, in Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 to 14, Joshua was fighting a war with those from the land of Canaan, against those in, from the land of Canaan, and his job was to destroy all of them as instructed by God. He was doing God's job. And then when it came, saw a spirit being with a sword drawn. The Bible says in Joshua 5, 13 to 14, that Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversary? Anybody would think he would say, I'm for you because he came from God. But verse 14, so he said, No, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. Any sensible person would imagine that since Joshua was doing what God sent him to do, that the armies of God would be 100% on the side. But the truth is, even when we face those who are against God, God still loves them. God wants to redeem them. And it takes intimacy and knowing God through relationship, through worship, through prayer, through his word, to know his heartbeat. Do not assume the position of God. Even as we look at world leaders these days, many of us have said this man is a Muslim, therefore he's evil. And we have, we've let hatred and lies enter into our hearts. We've let fear enter into our hearts. And we are praying that a man should be destroyed. When the word of God says we should pray for our leaders, we should pray for our countries. The truth is a person and we must listen to the cause of the truth. In your relationship with him, if you do not know him so intimately, so that when all the facts do not line up, when everything you see on the news, when even the things you see physically are saying one thing, you can know your master, you can know your savior, you can know, you know Jesus personally, you, know the, you, you have a sense of his heartbeat, and you know this is not my father, or this is Jesus. Jesus is here. It doesn't make sense, but Jesus is here and then you follow it it is the only way to escape what is coming and it is the only path into the glory remember jesus said is the way the truth and the life he is the way to reality he is the way to reality he himself is reality and he is the life of reality new jerusalem is the truth new heavens and new earth is coming god is coming his kingdom is coming the unchanging the unmovable kingdom of god is coming and only those who love truth more than their life only those who love jesus the person named truth more than their lives the only day will be able to partake of the glory that is coming the king is coming so the glory is coming the king is coming so the truth is coming let us put aside anything that is not of truth because we can do nothing against the truth but, the, but for the truth we haven't talked about much in this episode other than laying the groundwork for what truth is the following parts will deal more with the core message the message is about what we are to do as the world enters into dark times and the glory of the Lord be begins to rise on his people. For additional podcasts, visit secondkingscoming.com S-E-C-O-N-D Second Kings K-I-N-G-S Coming C-O-M-I-N-G dot com One word, no space. The email address is also secondkingscoming at gmail.com Same spelling as the website Second Kings coming at gmail.com.